On today's episode of ICOC New England Podcast, we have a recorded lesson from our New England 2021 marriage retreat titled Hand in Hand. The title of this class is Beautiful Chaos by Kevin and Elizabeth Thompson. Elizabeth recently published a new book titled All the Feels. It's about discovering why emotions are mostly awesome and how to untangle them when they're not. Unfortunately, the beginning of this video was not recorded, so we're going to jump right in with 15 minutes left, but still a ton of incredible insight. Let's grow. Sad or like, what do you think could be the root of that? And it, together and invite the Holy Spirit in this, God, please help us understand this is coming from, chew on it, work as a partnership together. It's amazing how much God reveals things as we talk about these and pray about these things together. And then, then you can start working on it. When you start seeing some things, or maybe you don't see it, and you need to get some help. This is where you have those trusted friends, those, those elders, or those, those, uh, those people you respect spiritually. They say, you know, we're trying to figure out what this is. We can't put our finger on it. Maybe you guys can help us out. That's where advice comes in and help comes in. Then make plans to address it. How are we going to deal with that? Uh, well, okay, well, I'm going to get breakfast with, you know, with Cassidy, you know, every Wednesday, and we're going to have a little daddy daughter time and reconnect and, you know, whatever the plan might be that you guys come up with together. And then fourthly, you got to follow through with that plan. All right. And that's, that's the hard part. <laughs> often the hardest thing to do. And you got to kind of, as a team, keep each other a little bit accountable for that. So you said, you're going to go work out with Avery every on the, you know, and help her with this. I haven't seen that plan. Oh yeah. You know, that's where we start losing the losing it, guys. And we got to be not nagging each other about these things, but helping us to, to follow through with the plan. So it's identify the weirdness, dig into it, make plans together to address it, follow through with it. And I already talked about the fifth thing. Make sure you celebrate progress. Hmm. Make sure you celebrate progress. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, just the good things, I mean, praise God for it, but be encouraged by it. The little things you see, you know, you see your son or your daughter go up to uh, somebody at church, say, hi, how are you today? And like, whoa, you were friendly. (laughs) You were friendly. Yes. You know, I mean, please celebrate the progress. Yeah. Yeah. We actually one time had a whole family devotional just to tell our kids how awesome they were doing on something. I can't even remember what it was, but we both had like, we weren't identifying the weirdness. We were like, Hey, they they're doing better on this. So we like pulled them together and they think they're in trouble. And we're like, you guys are doing amazing. We, I think we need more moments like that as families, where as, as a family, we celebrate our growth. Um, So just to give you an example, some examples of what this looks like for us. uh, I remember a few years ago, Um, I was feeling just blocked with one of my kids. Uh, She was kind of getting in that older elementary, almost a preteen age. And for whatever reason, she was just kind of shutting me out and nothing bad had happened. There was no like specific conflict, but she just was kind of wanting to do her own little thing. And I, I just wanted to be close to her. Like I couldn't figure out a way in. And this went on for a while. And, and I finally just talked to Kevin and was like, I think I need help. Like I'm, she won't open up her heart to me. And, and so Kevin ended up having a talk with her and, and really just saying, look, you are hurting. Some of what you're doing is you're hurting your relationship with your mom. Like, do you want to be close to her or not? Well, let me help you see 
some ways that you're blocking things. And he really challenged her. I mean, he was gentle about it, but he really challenged her. And he got through at a time when I couldn't because she wasn't letting me in. And I was so grateful because there were things he could say that I couldn't. And our, my relationship with that child really changed from that time on, like dramatically. And I was so grateful for our partnership in that moment. Um, earlier, really just a few months ago, um, on the flip side of things, I noticed that Kevin and one of our kids were having just, they kept bumping heads just kind of on similar things. And Kevin was frustrated and the kid was frustrated. And I, you know, both of us were kind of like, what's going on? So I actually pulled the kid aside and was like, hey, what's, what's going on with you and dad? Like, what are you feeling? You know, what's going on? You seem frustrated. You guys seem a little at odds. And, you know, there was a lot of crying and snot flying and all of that. And, 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 and this kid was feeling frustrated about some, just their dynamic and kind of explained yeah. better to me, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's going on. And so I was able to go to Kevin and kind of be the interpreter and say, you know, I think this is what they're feeling. And, and what's good is then he was able to kind of process defensiveness with me and not with the kid in the moment. Cause you know how sometimes a kid is just pushing your button and making you mad. So he was able to kind of like do that with me yeah. and then work through it and then go back and they really repaired their relationship. And I think those are some ways that we can help each other. We're yeah. not competing with each other. We're working together and helping our kids be close, you know, helping us all be close. Yeah. Because I mean, Elizabeth wants the kids to have a great relationship with me and I want the kids to have a great relationship with her. So if I see, so I, so we can foster that with each other, we're not competing for their love. We want to have, we're each other's biggest fan here. And I think we can have those conversations as partners together to help like, you know, Hey, you know, that, that really, that really kind of hurts your mom's feelings a little bit there. And like that, that comes across different coming from dad or from mom, vice versa. And so we're partners together in fostering those relationships. Again, we're painting a picture here and we got to paint it a little bit faster because it's already 30 <laughs> We're going to paint faster. Okay. So, so do you want to talk real, I mean, real short. I mean, we're already like, I'll just, I'll okay. So basically painting a picture, pulling weeds. Okay. As we're parenting together, we're identifying things together that we have to work on. We're working on that and we're celebrating that together. But also it's not just pulling weeds, but it's planting seeds is planting seeds, okay? How do we do that? Um, well, I think one thing is, is important to know that, that where do seeds come from? They come from mature plants, mature trees. And the greatest seeds we're gonna give are from our own maturity and our own spiritual growth. And it, it always comes first to us, the authentic seeds of our of faith are gonna come from our authentic faith. Mm. And it's, Oh, if, if you want to, if you want to, to plant faith in your kids, I mean, grow spiritually. That's the first thing to do is grow in your walk with God, dig in your Bible. I mean, take steps of faith and, and that's where it comes from. Um, there are a lot of seeds to plant a lot of godly seeds. Um, you want to talk about seeds of grace? Sure. Yeah. Uh, for us, one of the biggest seeds that we are trying to plant with our kids is just the seed of grace. Um, grace with God, of course, but practicing grace with each other at home. I mean, 
you know, we, like I said, we push each other's buttons at home. And, and I always have said that sibling relationships are like a crucible for your character. I mean, nobody knows how to make you more mad than your brother or sister. And so cultivating a, a, a grace-filled atmosphere at home is crucial if we're not going to kill each other. <laughs> and we have all learned that this year. Um, yeah. But one of the things that we've, we really insist on in our family is that things do not go unresolved. That if people are having an issue with each other, we have to talk about it because otherwise bitterness builds up. And sometimes I think parents underestimate the amount of bitterness that six, seven, eight-year-olds can have towards siblings that really festers if you don't help them work it out. So we're trying to foster that in environment of just, we work it out and then we offer complete forgiveness. There is no doghouse. We do a lot with do-overs in our house. Um, <laughs> quickly, I'll tell you this story. So, um, you know, like play on the playground. If you're not sure if the ball is fair or foul, do-over, you know, you just play the whole thing over again. So a couple years ago, we were taking the kids to Chick-fil-A, which when you have a family of four, like to go through a drive-through is like an incredible expense. It's like, we are going, it, it was like, you know, going to Outback or something. It's yeah, just like yeah. huge extravagance because we're like, whoa, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. But we get in the car, load everybody in and they start, I mean, they're just going at it, uh, arguing like crazy. And Kevin like starts backing out and just screeches to a stop in the driveway, like at the end of the driveway. And he's like, um, no, no we are not going to Chick-fil-A with this happening in this van. We're gonna start over. So everybody's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, let's all go to Chick-fil-A, yay! He starts backing out again. They start squabbling again, exact same way, like even worse. And he's like, are you kidding me? So he like, we're in the street by this time. He pulls back in the driveway. He's like, okay, we have one more do-over and then that's it. And so you better believe this time the do-over worked and everybody repented and they got a better attitude and we went to Chick-fil-A and we had fun and spent way too much money. But moments like that, I think, provide a quick way to have a family reset with quick grace, swift forgiveness, complete start over. It helps even mom and dad when we're kind of mad to like, okay, let me forgive. Moments like that really plant those seeds of grace. And it, it starts in our marriage, the mercy and the grace we give to one another. I mean, we cannot hold each other in the doghouse. You know, we got to get over it quick. We got to mm -hmm. show a lot of grace in our marriage. And that's what they see. And isn't that the, the huge message of Jesus, who he is? And isn't that the message? I mean, I've been preaching on grace and mercy, loving mercy lately in our church. And um, it's so powerful, especially as we see so much just retribution in our world today. Uh, we, if we are going to be godly people, godly families, I mean, having that mercy, planting the seeds of mercy comes from our forgiveness with one another working through things quickly, don't holding each other in the doghouse. That's planting seeds of grace and faith in your in our children is the grace and mercy we show with each other. I wish we could draw that out yeah. a lot more. I will say, can I say one line? Yeah, one line. We're already Just over. Just two, yeah. I think it's really important for us kids, uh, for us to apologize to our kids. When we yes. mess up, or even if we do have an off-kilter interaction between parents, I mean, heaven forbid, we all have them where we kind of get snippy to apologize and say, you know what, what you just saw was not right. Can I have a do-over? Kids are so gracious with us mm. when we do that. And it helps them see, oh, you're not perfect, but you still love God and that's okay. And that's called grace. I, I'm gonna share this. We get, we do have to kind of close up. We're gonna have some Q and A here and maybe some other stuff will come up. When we, but seeds of faith, this is so important to me. It's something I'm learning so much about right now because I've 
especially as my kids are older and we have some here with kids that are getting to be teenagers and older um, that planting seeds of faith for me, I'm learning it's not just teaching my kids about God, but it's inviting them into my own spiritual life. If that makes sense to you, like, um, like talking about things I'm working on, things I'm studying, things I'm learning uh, or relearning and, and inviting them into this conversation. And um, last week, uh, Blake and I, my son, he, he's got, had a lot going on and with football practice and some things, some drama going on at school. And I, I, I said, you know, I'm not going to try to help him through this so much, like tell him what he should do. I said, son, let's, just, let's go out and pray. And we went out on the, on the back deck. And, um, and I tell you, man, like just, just inviting him into my life spiritually and praying about these things with him and then to listen to him pray. It was so authentic. And that's a, a seed of faith is not knowing all the answers, is not knowing the, the right verse to send them to all the time and knowing all the right Bible study. The seed of faith is inviting them into our authentic walk with God, the things we're working on. And I tell you, I'm learning so much about that right now. And it's so incredible. It's, 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 it's the humility and they see that. I'm seeing him starting to come alive and, and it's so it's so incredible. So I, we're learning a lot about this, but those seeds of faith are huge. Um, again, it, it's, I just want to encourage dads out there, moms out there, just step out there and those, and uh, be real about your faith with your kids and um, invite them in. And, and again, it points back to our authentic life as well. Um, last thing to share, I, I think in, in bringing this, kind of full circle. How does this relate to our marriage, how we come together? Elizabeth and I, I grew up, I grew up in church, right? You know, but I, I didn't do so well in high school. I really walked away from God so much in high school. Um, and I, I came back to God in, in college and repented and, and started taking Jesus seriously and living it out. And, and, um, and I did not know how to treat a woman unselfishly. It always been so self-focused. And Elizabeth was really one of my first friends um, that, that, I, we, that I learned to just love unselfishly. We were in college. We were freshmen at Duke together, and we served God together. It was so incredible. Like God gave me this opportunity and to have a friend like Elizabeth, and we poured our heart out to help others become Christians, started a Bible talk, and served in the church. And I mean, we cried together. We, we went through so many things together we became best friends. And um, to tell you the truth, I mean, I could not imagine life without Elizabeth. And, and we fell in love and our romance came out of that. And, and, um, and, and that's a lot like what parenting is. Sometimes we focus so much on ourselves and each other. And, that, and it's true, this is the love of my life. And we love, I mean, we love going away without the kids. It's true. Uh, but, <laughs> but we also- we also love raising our family because as you know, laying your life down for your kids is, it's, we are talked about it's hard work. It's selfless work, but I really believe, I mean, our marriage is stronger than ever because we are serving and laying our lives out because we want to, to raise a family and we are not perfect. We have things to work on, but we are committed to this project together. It is drawing us closer together than ever. Our prayer lives, and we'll go through things and parents go through tough things 
when our kids go through tough things and we cry about it together, it tests our faith. It draws us closer to God, but it draws us so closely together. So our prayer is that as we dive into to raising our kids in the Lord and, and giving all of our heart and the work together, that it does bring us together a, a greater level of intimacy than we've ever had as we raise our families together. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to encourage you to, Kevin kind of touched on this, that as you're, as you're growing your family, stop and smell the roses along the way. You know, those little, the, when your little garden bears fruit, when you have a little baby plant and it has its first bud, celebrate that. Don't just wait for the day your kids become Christians or the day they, you know, the big things. Those wonderful highlights along the way, those are God's blessings too. That is the fruit of raising a godly family. When you hear your kids laughing their heads off in the other room and you don't know what they're laughing about, but they're having fun together. When you see somebody apologize in the family, those little beautiful moments, the rest of the day may be a disaster. It may be chaos, but those moments of beauty, those are also the fruit. Um, you're gonna see, and, and you're gonna want more of that. So don't forget to celebrate those all along the way, celebrate them with each other, with your kids, and uh, that's, that's just the beauty of what God creates. Amen. Um, so I'll, I'll just hand this back over to Jake, how we're going to do Q&A for a little bit. Um, Amen. Thank Kevin Elizabeth. Thank you guys thank so you. much. That was... Thank you for tuning in to the ICOC New England podcast. To learn more, you can visit our website at icocne.org. Take care.